Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 21. All right, when we left off, uh, the party had sort of split up again. Silbeth was called away to go and do some more tasks for the Oak Crests, and we hope she survives them. Meanwhile, Clubhead, what did you do? Well, Clubhead went off to find a suitable um, home for his fungal colony. Uh, that, that was his whole uh, mission coming here to Crow Island. And while doing that, he stumbled across a young, dirty-looking woman who fled into a hole in the ground. And he followed her down there and discovered that she lives in like an underground cavern that she dug out herself. Muty is the uh, clever name that you came up with for her. I did, yeah. And she she's very nice. She uh, she doesn't really speak, which is why I called her Muty. Yeah. Uh, but she had a nice little music box that she offered to Clubhead, and uh, he gave her a gold piece for it. And now he has a new friend, and he's put more of his spores down there in the cave with her, and he's going to visit her whenever he can. And what did Bunny do? In our last episode. Uh, in the last episode, he was really locked in on to getting a gym set up. Also, just a place to stay. Um, I ended up meeting up with a Zark countertop. This really just dripped out, like, very, like, fly goblin guy. He's got an amazing building, like, very five-star energy, but there's no customers. So, me and Wendell did this amazing backflip routine, and I kind of sold him on the idea of uh, wrestling not just being a bunch of brutes, but being, like, theater Gave him 300 gold, which I think probably sold him a lot more than the routine. And then we got a place to be. So, yeah. He's got this insanely fancy inn called the Gilded Cane. And nobody corrected you when you referred to him as Zark Countertop. (laughs) (laughs) You just misheard it. It's Zark Coppertop, but... Uh, please don't stop calling him Zark Countertop. Okay. Yeah, I prefer Countertop. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. So he agreed to it. He agreed, even though he thought wrestling was beneath his station, uh, he decided to rent you the lower level of the place because honestly, it's empty and nobody's there anyway. So he's got to do something to make uh, make some money. Then you guys started to walk across the town square. Wendell, who did you see in the town square? We saw Batama, the other wombat folk in town. Oh, what did she want? She wanted to give me some muffins and hang out sometime. Exchange cubes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Good for Wendell. Uh, That wasn't all that happened. No. Wendell also uh, hung out in front of that building where the ticking is coming from for several days in a row. Yeah. And yeah. talk to a man named Gary, who we think might be dead now. You're pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> he didn't seem like he had long to live when you spoke with him. No. He told you that Madame Schmoopy lives in the in the repository, and that she's mean, and that she flipped him the bird once yeah. when he said hello to her. He made me think that there might already be some sort of fight club in this town, and he was on his way there to meet his fate. <laughs> his name was Gary Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you're not sure. You're not sure. You haven't seen him. Uh, You also knocked on the door, knocked on the windows. You listened intently for days. And if there was somebody in there moving around, 
they were definitely ignoring yeah. your knocking. And M. Schmoopy's not very friendly. Yet. And just as you guys were walking over to the Greasy Lizard to recruit some wrestlers for the wrestling club, uh, there was an earthquake. Uh, this would be like the third earthquake this week. And this one was more intense than the one you felt before. Now, the one you felt before was right before they sent the adventurers off to the mines. So it was like a day ago that they sent the adventurers off to the mines. And this earthquake was so strong and powerful that that big oak tree in the middle of the town square now has a giant crack in it. Wow. Uh, This seems serious. Yeah, we got to we have to check that out. Uh, for two reasons. One, those guys should have stopped it in three and one week when they say it used to be like months in between. Something bad is going on. Are we right by the tree? Yeah. Let's check out the tree. Also, I'm just concerned that maybe some people got injured, you know, and uh, we should do what we can to save people. I have access to healing magic, so, you know. Everybody give me a nature check. <laughs> hey, a seven. Yeah. Fifteen. Eighteen. Wendell, you know all about trees and structural integrity, being a wombat folk. You've burrowed under big trees before and have never had this happen. And as you look at the tree, you realize that the tree is still structurally sound. It's not going to fall down anytime soon, but that crack is very concerning because a big tree like that shouldn't have one. Clubhead, you feel the same way. Like, that that, that can't be good. You're made of wood as you look <laughs> down at your body. You, you notice that there are cracks and things. You know what happens. So are we thinking this tree might be dying now because of this? Certainly didn't do it any favors. And another thought that Clubhead has. Okay. Hey, a damaged tree? You know what would fit mm, in there. Yeah, that's... Oh, boy. Yeah, I could eat that whole tree from the inside. That'd be nice. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. That is a good thought. I won't share that that thought with anyone out loud. <laughs> As you're looking at the tree, an old woman comes running out of uh, a nearby building, and she's holding her head, and you can tell her head is, is bleeding. She has a cut. And she says, oh, I'm injured. Help. <gasps> oh, uh, ma'am. Uh, yes, I will help you. I'll uh, move over to her. Uh, uh, is anyone else hurt inside? Uh, no, it was just me. A big jar fell off of the shelf oh. in this store. Oh, goodness. Uh, I'll take a look at it. It seems pretty serious or pretty minor. You should be able to heal her up with, uh, if you give her three good mushrooms, for example, you should be able to heal that right uh, I will cast good mushrooms. Yay! All right, so I get up to ten. Okay. Slash roll 1d10. Bam. I get seven good mushrooms, and I give her three of them. She looks at them. Am I am I supposed to eat these? Yeah, you eat these, and then they make you feel really good. Uh, they'll fill you up, make your tummy all full, but they'll also heal the cuts on your heads. She eats three of them, and the cut on her head seals up. And she says, thank you, tree man. Oh, my name's Clubhead. You were close, though. <laughs> she looks down at your feet, Ooh. and then she gets a look on her face of horror of sadness, of anger. And she says, where did you get those boots? Oh, uh, I found them on a post. You took the shoes from the shoe post? Y- yes. <gasps> they were, they, nobody was using them. I'm going to tell the sheriff what? on you. I walk over <laughs> and say, ma'am, um, uh, first off, I'm glad your head's okay. What seems to be the issue? <laughs> he took those boots from the shoe post. You're not supposed to take shoes off the shoe post and the boot post. Those belonged to the son of a friend of mine. 
Oh, uh, uh, well, what, um, what are you gonna tell the- I, I hand her a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, I'm gonna try to use all my charm and work this. Uh, we had no clue, um, as you can see, he's not, uh, got the same kind of human affections that we have for things, but he's a great guy, as you can tell from the cut on your head. We will get those shoes put back on that post, post haste, and pardon the pun. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell the sheriff. Hold on a second. Hold on. She's threatening me. You thre Why'd you threaten me? That's mean. I just gave you my good mushrooms. Yeah. But I have all three of you arrested. Oh no, there's no need to call the sheriff who we're pals with. Clubhead buddy, what's happening is those, it, you remember how we were? you were very mad when Alain Caltan said he killed your family on the ship? Yeah. Imagine those shoes on your feet are like the extension of her family. And you walking around in, in them is the same feeling she, you got from when Alcan killed your family on the boat. Does that make more sense while she's upset, buddy? Oh, yeah, I guess. But they're just shoes. But some people see those as just spores, even though they're your family. We can't tell people what matters to them. We just got to respect them. Oh, well, that was, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, ma'am, I will give you the shoes if you want. And then you could put them back on the post. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Here we go. I got a 17. Hey! Oh my gosh. Oh, fine. I got to go up there anyway for, for a different reason. Oh. I'll, I'll take them back. Well, I'm sorry that your friend's family passed, and I apologize for walking around in their boots. Oh, well, thank you for the muffin. Yeah. <laughs> and helping me heal the cut on my head. Perhaps... The jar that fell on my head uh, just <laughs> made me out of sorts. Um, thank you for everything. And she grabs the boots and the muffin, and she shuffles along to the north end of town, heading maybe up toward the uh, the shoe post. Have a good one, Karen. Make sure you come over to the gilded place. We got matches. <laughs> she doesn't doesn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's too bad that she calmed down. I was about to put her to sleep. <laughs> okay. Having an animal person say that, I think, means something different <laughs> than a human say. He cast euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the last time I helped someone. Uh, let's go to the mayor. So you go over to the mayor's uh, tower, and uh, he meets you again on the stairs as you ring the bell that he has so that you can, you can alert him to the, your presence. Yeah. Uh, he has, like, a little bell on a string, you know, that's down below, and you jing-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding, and it's sort of like, you know, he gets excited because he thinks somebody's there to play with him. Because uh, <laughs> he's a tabaxi. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he lives on the highest spot in the town, of course. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. let anyone else up there, of course. He comes down his stairs just far enough so he can talk to you. What is it? What's going on? The tree in the middle of town is cracked. Do you want us to go check on those guys? No, they're probably not even at the mines yet. Has this ever happened before where there's like two earthquakes in like two days? They've never been this close together and never been this violent. How do they resolve this problem? Well, the earthquakes happen with greater intensity and more frequency until it is resolved. I'm assuming by tomorrow at this time, we 
should know whether or not they were successful. It's complicated. Uh, I will leave it at that. Oh, okay, good. I don't I don't want to know then. <laughs> yeah, you know, too much information's a bad thing, they say. Would you like a muffin? <laughs> I would like a muffin. What's in it? Uh, but berries. It's a berry muffin. <laughs> okay. Some nuts as well. Uh, nuts and berries. Okay. He comes down the stairs and holds out his paw. There you go. <laughs> Wendell, <laughs> Wendell, have you eaten any of the uh, the muffins yet? I haven't tried them yet. Wow. Just just think of how rude that is. Yeah. He comes up to you, clearly kind of horny for you. He's <laughs> like, I baked all these muffins for you. And you're like, great, yeah. And then you just start giving them to other people without eating them yourself. Johnny Muffin's over here just passing them out around town. <laughs> I imagine Batima's back at the hillside in with a telescope, like, what's he doing? He hasn't even eaten one. He's giving him to everybody else. He gave one to Karen. To Karen. Don't tell Batima. I don't like muffins. Oh, well, you took them. My mother used to make them all the time, and I got sick of them. Ah. I wasn't going to say anything to her. I'd never talk to her, if I'm being honest. I find her boring. Anyway, um... What can I do for you, gentlemen? I'm looking for books yes. that have information about spells. Mm. Spell books, spell scrolls, magic. Magic, yes. I don't keep magic scrolls or spell books here in the archives. What's in the archives? Knowledge, uh, resources, tomes about the history and information about Crow Island and Merchant Harbor. I also have some artifacts, things that have been found on the island that I feel may have some importance. Speaking of artifacts, sir, we found a necklace. Would you happen to oh, have any information about I may be able to tell you what that is, but I will need to examine it. Okay, here you go. You hand it to him and he takes it. Ah, he holds it in his hands. Seven-pointed star. Well, I will have to study on this a bit and look up some information in some of my tomes. Uh, in the meantime, I'm glad you stopped by. We had spoken about a reward for rescuing those farmers, and I realize that Duke's Turtle and Crow had left a package here. It was supposed to go to a reward fund for adventurers, but um, I misplaced it some time ago, and I just found it again. Would one of you like to roll a D100? as we consult the table of potentially decent random stuff. I feel like I just got a cool thing, so somebody else should roll it. Ooh, okay. Hey, all right, here we go. Three, two, high roller! 80. 66. Bunny, you find a well-crafted false beard that appears to be made from actual human beard hair. <laughs> hey, awesome. If I ever wanted to switch characters during a match... I got a prop. It's the evil version of you for when you're wrestling. <laughs> He's always looking to to wrestle you, but he 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 always shows up when you're gone. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Yes, when my, when my evil twin shows up. Um, hot flash, <laughs> tidal wave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the uh, Stefan Urkel situation. And uh, Wendell, you open up a uh, little wrapped package, a little parcel that's wrapped up in there, and you find a crystal vial with a cork stopper, mm. and the stopper is coated in red wax. The liquid inside is translucent pink and appears to be slightly effervescent. Okay. Oh, what does effervescent mean? 
The bubbly. Ah, <laughs> cool. It's a pink bubbly liquid inside of this little bottle. The scout looks at the loot that you've got. Oh, a fake beard and a bottle of something. <laughs> oh, very well then. Uh, I must run along. Uh, hey, hey uh, Mr. Schellenberg. Yes. Uh, I was wondering, uh, what are the zoning laws regarding uh, underground domiciles? Just curious. Oh, statute 36A requires all underground domiciles to be cleared by the mining collective. Of course, they don't really exist on Crow Island anymore. So, eh? and he shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> huh. Oh, okay. Cool. Do I need to do I need to bring this up to Lord Deputy Chris Fail? Absolutely not. Nope, not at all. Okay. Uh, I could have him adjudicate it. He loves adjudicating. I I I would hate to deprive him of his adjudication. Great. I I will let uh, Lord Deputy Fail know, and he can adjudicate whether this uh, domicile, this underground whatever it is, needs to be uh, demolished. Oh, it's or... a, it's a hypothetical um, domicile. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, you can still ask him to adjudicate the hypothetical domicile. <laughs> <laughs> adjudicate the hypothetical domicile. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, Bart songs, actually. <laughs> you can name this episode that. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> so Scout Schellenberg, he goes back up into his tower, and you guys are right next door to the greasy lizard. It's about dinner time, and your tummies are rumbling. Uh, Wendell has one muffin left in his basket. One muffin left to give away. You gotta tell her at least, buddy, that you ate them, or... Or be really honest, because she made those pies earlier. You like the pie. You know, listen, when someone's fishing, they just got to use the right bait. And she's fishing, buddy. Oh, yes, you're right. I I will eat this muffin. I'm pretty sure she wants you to eat her pie. <laughs> I got a high five club at immediately. Well, I like pie better than muffins, so I could do that. Aren't they pretty much the same thing? <laughs> Maybe to you. <laughs> All right, so you eat the muffin, Wendell. It tastes better than anything your mother used to make. Oh. And uh, you gain two temporary hit points. <laughs> You've been handing out these awesome muffins? <laughs> <laughs> to that stupid old lady, and they're stupid now. She's got temporary hit points. <laughs> yeah. These awesome muffs just, here's a muff, here's a muff. Let's go find her and, like, punch her a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I show up with the fake beard and mug her and get the shoes back. <laughs> <laughs> Just rob her blind, put her to sleep. <laughs> uh, so I, I have to ask, uh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> nah, nah. Oh. No, we'll find someone else to punch. But yeah, we do. We need to go like fight somebody though, real quick. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky this time, Karen. Ooh. Well, the greasy lizard's right next door. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, let's try to convince people. Hey, I did get stabbed there. Let's do it. Let's try to convince people if they lose to us in a match. That way we can fight. All right. So you go in the greasy lizard. It's uh, dinner time, dinner rush. And uh, you see a variety of people, grizzled looking customers sitting at tables around the room. Several of them sitting at the bar. Everyone is either drinking, talking, maybe they're eating, nibbling on, you know, turkey legs or whatever they're serving up in there. Uh, some people are just drinking and talking. Some of them are gambling, uh, playing dice games and card games. Maybe there's 15, 20 different people in there. Everybody give me a perception check. 14. Hey, 14. I'll take it. 
17. All right, you all see, amidst the room full of customers, you see Don Goose standing behind the bar. He's this uh, thick, chonky, white-skinned dragonborn wearing a red tracksuit. <laughs> and he sees you come in. Hey, there he is. There's my tough guy, huh? <laughs> hey, Don, good to see you. I just opened up a gym while we're in the process of it. Do you know any guys around here who may be looking to make some cash and put on a show? Hey, everybody looking to make some cash, making some money, coins around here, baby. <laughs> uh, tell you what, uh... Why don't you go talk to Nipple Clap Jackson? Uh, she take care of you, okay? Excellent. I'll head to Nipple Clamp. <laughs> you were just told to go speak with Nipple Clamp Jackson, a character that you've not met yet. But as you look around the room with those perception checks, while Bunny is talking to Don Goose, the other two of you see a creature that looks like a cross between a cloud and a jellyfish. It's gray in color maybe two or three feet across at its widest point, a wide, toothless mouth taking up most of its body, with two long pink eye stalks jutting from the top of it and an assortment of shriveled tentacles drooping from the bottom of its body. It's floating along, picking up empty mugs, wiping tables, and as it's picking up garbage, it's just dumping them into its mouth. So there is a cosmic horror floating around (laughs) in the dining room. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> Clubhead saying that says a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I think I would like to know what it is, so can I make some sort of a check to see if I can tell what the hell this thing is? Sure, give me a, you could do like an arcana check or a nature check. I got a 17 arcana. Let's go nature. 16. Okay. I'm equally terrible at all of it, so I got a three. So Clubhead, it could be a kind of mushroom you've not seen before. You're not sure. <laughs> Bunny, you've wrestled against all kinds of things and creatures, and you've talked to all kinds of wrestlers, and wrestlers will sometimes have tall tales about wrestling different creatures from the abyss or whatever. This is one of those weird creatures that you would assume doesn't exist normally in nature. And uh, Wendell, uh, you've studied your spell book, you've studied anything you can get your hands on to learn more about the arcane secrets of the multiverse. (laughs) And this creature, it kind of reminds you of a creature called a flump you read about in a book. Guys, it's a flump. Uh, excuse you. A, a, a flump? Never heard of them. Excuse you again. <laughs> flump. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, it's a flump. You're a flump too, buddy. Nipple Clamp Jackson is a flump. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> When you say nipple clamp Jackson, this thing's eye stalks perk up and uh, it comes floating over. Did somebody say my name? <laughs> uh, yes, your bubbliness. Uh, hi, um, I'm Bunny. Uh, this is Clubhead. This is Wendell. Uh, we own a wrestling gym and the Don said you can maybe help us find some wrestlers. It's a high class wrestling gym. Don Goose, you want to be a wrestler? And from behind the bar, Don Goose simply shouts, I got too much work to do around here. (laughs) Uh, I would like to make a proposition to the bar if you could help. If any two of them can take me and Wendell in a tag team match, uh, they'll win a gold. But if they lose, they got to join the gym for a month. Oh, that sounds like a real bargain. Uh, what kind of gym? Tell me more. Uh, it's a wrestling. 
Swing Gym. The name is Orlando's Gym, dedicated to my grandfather, and it's also my name. I don't understand. If they win, they gotta buy a membership to your gym? Um, they'll have to pay nothing if they can beat me and him in a tag team match. Otherwise, we're just gonna open it up for what you can pay just to get the gym started. I don't know. Your business model sounds weak. <laughs> well, first you have to build before you sell. Right now, I need to build a roster of wrestlers, and then we're gonna charge people to watch the greatest non-death sport in town. All right, if you say so. Uh, you want me just tell people you want to wrestle them in the street? <laughs> I was hoping to maybe present it as a more professional sense, but tell them any two guys who want to take us in a fight, they'll win a gold if they win. Clubhead, would you mind being a referee? Um, I, uh, I don't know what that means, so sure, yes. The tentacles on the bottom of this thing start wiggling around. And all of a sudden, you all hear in your head telepathically, Attention, greasy lizard patrons. Uh, these folks here want to fight somebody. Uh, any two people want to fight against this big guy and this wombat folk. Uh, if you win, you get a gold coin. And if you lose, you got to pay some random amount that you get to decide to be in a gymnasium. You can, I, I whisper, you have to, you have to join you have to join our gym for a month. Allow me to clarify that you would have a gym membership for a whole month. It's a whole month-long obligation <laughs> to have a whole month-long membership in the very classy gymnasium. That's us. Classy. Classy wrestling. And the whole bar turns and <laughs> looks at you guys. And you see a very worn out looking man at the end of the bar. Just one dude at the end of the bar. He's got a, a tricorner hat on, but it's all like mangled. He has a big filthy looking beard and a patch over one eye. And he stands up. I'll take your challenge. Hey, that's one. Anybody else? I'll do it all by myself. <gasps> I agree to these rules. Well, come outside then, sir, and we'll we'll have at it. Don Goose says, Yeah, nobody start no trouble in my joint, okay? You go outside, you fight in the street like real classy men, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the classiest wrestlers. Um Should we should I you wanna should I take him to the basement of the gilded spot, even though it's not ready? I I'm just worried about the optics of us fighting in the street. <laughs> I think that'll be great, Optics. Yeah, I think it'll be great. You're gonna attract the people you want. That's true! <laughs> it's like fungal marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta send the spores into the crowd, yeah. Excellent. So uh, I head outside and we wait for the guy. Uh, Wendell, do you want to wrestle him or me? Well, I think he said he would take us both. Oh! Yeah. Oh, alright. And then uh, Clubhead. So, I... Here's how you be a referee. You make sure nobody does anything dirty, like pull out a knife or anything. Uh -huh. And then one of the two of us, after the other one's so beat they can't get up, we're going to lay on top of him, pull his leg up, and then all you have to do is count to three while hitting the ground. I'll let you know. Once I have him laid out, I'll, I'll tell you to count. Uh, okay. No problem. That sounds easy. Yeah. 
All right, so this unkempt, filthy man who smells of sweat and spoiled shrimp, <laughs> he stumbles out the front door, and you, you can tell he can barely walk. Oh, yeah. All right, come on, I'll fight you both. Yes, I, uh, I'm the referee for this here match, and I expect a nice, clean fight, okay? No jabbing in the eyes, no punching below the belt, um, no, no weapons, just, uh, just, yeah, good clean fight. You, you got it? Gotcha, ref. Uh, what is your name, uh, sir? I am the Dread Pirate Jed, and I am the hero of Merchant Harbor. Okay, in this corner, we got the Dread Pirate Jed, the hero of Merchant Harbor. <laughs> and then, in this corner, we have Wendell the Wombat and Ice Cold the Slap on Soon. Ah, yeah. And together we're the ice bats. And I look at Wendell like, I don't know if that works for you. Uh, yeah, that's good. We'll workshop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, come all. This is going to be the wrestling event of the evening. All uh, right, everybody watching, let's get ready to rumble. The crowd boils out of the greasy lizard to watch this spectacle. And as you guys get out into the, the street, there's actually a little bit of an alleyway between uh, the greasy lizard and uh, the archives, the tower that Scout Schellenberg lives in. So that's kind of a good spot for people to queue up to watch as you're fighting basically in the street as you're going to wrestle here. The Dread Pirate Jed takes off his coat, drops it on the ground. He's wearing a sleeveless tunic, and you can see he's got some pirate tattoos on his arms and on his chest. He slaps himself in the face a few times <laughs> to kind of sober up a bit. He looks like he's ready to tangle, so everybody, roll initiative. And right before initiative is rolled, Clubhead is going to cast Fairy Fire on the ground. Not on top of anybody, but it creates a 20-foot cube that is just covered in like violet sparkling light. And that's gonna be the ring. That is sick. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, it becomes very clear right off the bat, Bunny being the professional wrestler amongst you all is going to go first. Nice. Wendell, who is not drunk, is going second. Yeah. And the Dread Pirate Jed, who is completely sloshed, uh, rolled a one for his initiative. <laughs> so there's your... There's your lineup. So I'm thinking of a move. I don't know if this would mess with Wendell, because I know you can do the burrow thing. Could I roll you like a bowling ball into your burrow if you were planning to do that? I'm trying to think of how to make it theatric. What I was thinking is if you threw me at him, I wonder if I could do an ass attack like in midair. <laughs> oh, call it the booty bomb. Yeah, the booty bomb. <laughs> in order to make this happen, Bunny, you're going to have to throw Wendell like you would throw a weapon or throw a thing, anything at all. I, I have throw a thing, so I'm going to do throw a thing. Here we go. That's me. I'm a thing. Oh, let's go. <laughs> that is a hit. Oh, 21. Nice. Wendell, when you would just have a normal butt attack, not a butt attack against the inside of a burrow, but just like a normal butt slam attack, what is your damage on that? 1d6 bludgeoning. All right. So you roll your 1d6 for your bludgeoning, and then we'll add it to... Bunny's damage from the bludgeoning. Okay, so three additional bludgeoning damage from the butt attack. Plus four from Ice Cold's powerful throw. Describe how your butt slams into the Dread Pirate Jet. Oh, it slams into him hard. It hits him right in the face. <laughs> it's like two big furry ass cheeks, like <laughs> right in the face. Oh, jeez. It's like a, like a bowling ball with a butt. 
And the whole time that I'm flying through the air, I'm going whoop, 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 whoop. Smash, teeth go flying. Emery, can you remind me again, when a character falls, they land prone, right? If they take damage from it, I think they land prone. But if they okay. don't take damage, then they don't. Okay. So that would be like for, for like monks and people who have the ability to negate falling damage, like they can just land cool on their feet. You know? uh, okay, I was going to say, because when I drop kicked, I didn't take any damage, but that would explain why. Yeah. yeah. You trained for it. But uh, however, Wendell has not trained to do this, and Wendell is <laughs> Not accustomed to doing this, so I think Wendell will have to make a dexterity saving throw or land prone. Sure. So go ahead, Wendell. Eleven. Well, that's not enough to land on your feet, since this is, you know, you just use your bust butt to slam into a guy's face. So you do land prone on the ground at this guy's feet, and he is uh, injured. You did seven bludgeoning damage to him. In terms of the way it looks, though, I keep rolled up into a ball, so no one can tell I really fucked it up when I landed. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And you still have the protection of your of your butt. Yeah, I got I got ass ass protect. And since it was Bunny's turn on which he threw you, uh, you still have movement left. You used your action to slam your butt to make sure your butt hit the guy, but you still have movement left and a bonus action if you need it. All right, I'm going to uh, burrow underneath him. All right, and uh, with that, it doesn't take you very far to burrow underneath him. Just a couple of feet. So it's like this giant ball of fur was thrown into his face, ass first, landed on the ground, then suddenly disappears into the ground. And he's looking down at the ground. And he decides he's going to just charge at Bunny. <laughs> what is Ice Cold's armor class? Uh, 15. Ha! Too strong! He swings. He's so drunk. He telegraphs so bad as you duck out of the way of a punch. And he throws his second attack. Another punch. Oh, oh Gets a critical hit. Oops. <laughs> All right. Nine points of bludgeoning damage you take. Oh, he gave me a little bit of the business. That's all good. He sure did. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. He's making a good match out of it. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he's just selling it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The people are, people are cheering. Like, mostly for you and Wendell, Bunny. But when he comes over, he swings and he misses. People laugh. But then he pops you with a really great shot, and then people are like, "Ooh, he got him!" You did, listen, you don't want a tin can. We gotta, we gotta sell this bit. Oh, ooh, I'm not gonna lie, that that hit kind of, you know, I haven't been in a real wrestling match in a while, so ah, uh, it kind of shook the cobwebs out. I immediately go, "What's cooler than being cool? <laughs> What's cooler than being cool?" And then I rip my tassels off because I'm already thinking of a new outfit anyway. Oh. <laughs> Does any do, does anybody yell ice cold? Yeah, I try to get the crowd to yell ice cold. I'm like, ice cold! Uh, uh, ice cold! Come on, guys! Yeah, throw my hands up! What's cooler than being cool? Ice, ice cold! cold. <laughs> they'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> Eventually, they'll figure it yeah. out. How hurt is he? Well, you would know. So as part of being a professional wrestler, you, you know when he would have, like, under 10 hit points. He's not there yet. He's not quite to the point of finishing moves. Okay. Then I'm going to uh, just use that ice cold point to boost my defense and does that take my turn or can I still attack? No, that's just use the point to boost your defense and then you can attack. Sweet. So now that he's in my face, I'm going to say aloud to the crowd, I'm glad he got close so old reliable can do some work and I grab the club seat and then I swing it at his face. 
Oh, there we go, 23. I, I, I reel back and just crack him on the top of the noggin. Oh man, you feel like maybe you broke something inside of his head. Ooh. He takes the six bludgeoning damage from the club seat cracking into his head. By the way, he was still wearing his hat, which now falls off. Uh, the hat is, is trashed. <laughs> He's still standing in front of you. Wow. He took that shot. And I haven't got to mention that he's under 10. So I can still move, right? Like, uh, do I have my movement? Yes. Uh, can I just back him a bit? Because I think I might try a Larian on the next one. You can, you know, move around without provoking an attack of opportunity. Okay, yeah. um, I'll move around. And just in case Wendell needs it, uh, I'll try to, like, go to right around where his hole was, like shimmy around him. Okay. You guys are operating in a pretty small area, so just about everywhere in there is within melee range, so to speak. Deal. All right, so Wendell, uh, you've seen what has happened here now. This guy does look like he's pretty hurt, but he's not quite ready to go out yet. Okay, I am going to dig behind him, <laughs> leap out of the ground, and attack him with my ass again. <laughs> Surprise attack. Okay. 13. You see this uh, mound of dirt, like in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, moving <laughs> toward the guy. And then Wendell bursts out of the ground and in midair spins around so his butt is aimed toward the guy's face. And Wendell, do you like look over your shoulder as you're flying butt first through the air? Yeah. Awesome. So it's not a full impact blow, but it's enough that uh, you knock another one of his teeth out. Perfect. Uh, he doesn't have many of those left. Probably not. He's just some mutant that's born with, like, way more teeth than normal. He keeps growing them back. <laughs> <laughs> he started with a full 48. And then, as my bonus action, I'm going to put my arms up and, like, wave at the crowd like oh, I'm just going to mug. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a performance check for that. Oh, I know he's a showman. I know he is. 13. All right. They, yeah, they're into it. They like that. They've never seen that. They know that all they knew of Wombat Folk is that they they bake pies. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, they could do other things. All right. Uh, the Dread Pirate Jed, now starting to feel kind of woozy, or woozier. Uh, he's going to attack Wendell, because Wendell is now kind of directly in front of him. Showboating. <laughs> he swings wildly at Wendell, who's showboating. No. <laughs> Wendell, uh, I don't even know that you notice he swung at you the first time. The second time, he seems to have gotten his bearings. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> he slips and falls prone into your hole that you that you just jumped out of. He's got a concussion for sure. He's probably got eight of them. <laughs> All right, Bunny, back to you. He's still not, uh, obviously, finishing move yet. But now that he's stuck in a hole, can I do a el the leg or elbow drop since he's kind of, like, prone a little bit? Absolutely. Yep, now that he's prone. Oh, oh yeah, I'm running, and I'm going to do a huge leg drop, like, right onto his shoulder. Come on, baby! You take a couple of quick steps, jumping in the air, dropping a leg on him at his shoulders. Yeah, I rolled a 20. I'm hot. I am hot. Wham! You hit him for eight bludgeoning damage. And with that, you really get the feeling like, okay, he's like one good shot away from, from putting him down. <laughs> Wendell, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to attack him again with my butt, but this time I'm going to mug to the people watching. Okay. I'm going to spin around like three times and then like jump on his head. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's coming. Alright, roll it. Eleven. At the last second, he turns his head, he pulls his head to the side, your butt slams into the ground harmlessly. No! The butt! That would've been cool. Damn it. I couldn't finish him. 
He's getting his wits back about him. Are you going to do anything else? Uh, Wendell, you're kind of right next to him. Yeah, I'm going to... You want to come over to me? I'm going to come over to... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to teamwork this. Oh, yeah. So this kind of happens at the same time. Leg drop. Bunny, your leg is sort of on top of this guy. Then Wendell comes over, tries to drop his butt on the guy's head. He moves his head. So you're all kind of like in the same space at the same time. Wendell's just too crafty, man. All right. And uh, the Dread Pirate Jed works his way out from underneath Bunny's leg as uh, Bunny's getting up. And he swings at Bunny and he hits him. He punches him. <gasps> oh, jeez. For two points of bludgeoning damage. And then he swings at Wendell and misses. And Jason, do I not take damage because of my uh, ice cold point? Oh, right, because it's just standard bludgeoning. Yeah. Yeah. How long does that last? I think it was the start of your next turn. Oh, well, then I'll just take the two. Yeah, I think you would have already cleared that time frame. Okay. But we'll let that we'll let that one go. Yep. Now I look at uh, Wendell and I say, all right, we're going to finish him off. Like I've wrestled a long time, and I can feel when someone's when their when their goose is cooked. All right, you remember that move that we did inside uh, in front of Zark countertop? I swear that's his name. <laughs> I'm gonna run over there. I am going to kick him dead in the chest, and then you're gonna land on top of him for the pin. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh boy. All right. Oh, one more time. I got it. We gotta amp up. Are you ready? What's cool in it being cool? Oh, Alright, I'm calling running drop kick. Finishing move, let's go! It's a 15. Okay, he makes his strength save, so he's not knocked prone by your drop kick. But you do enough damage that he falls unconscious. Alright, and uh my attack gets doubled to a 14 bludgeoning damage. So I'm running at him, whoo, bam! Right as I kick him, I toss up window, I roll out of the way, and he lands right on his chest butt first. <laughs> yes. For the pin, I put my arm out and put put my hand up to my head, sort of like I'm relaxing on a couch. Ha! And I wait for the count. Yes! I, I immediately uh, flop down onto the ground and start slamming my hand into the ground and go like, one, two, three, <laughs> four, yes. five, six, seven, <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Clap it! Oh. It's only the three, buddy! You, you did it! It's three! It's three, buddy! Oh, uh, game over! The winner is uh, Team Ice Bats! Yeah! We're workshopping it, guys! <laughs> Yay! Yeah! What a wonderful, not fatal fight. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back in and drink now, says somebody in the crowd. It's called Orlando's High Class Wrestling Gym. You, you'll see the sign. All the spectacle and more can be had at. The brand new um, yeah. gym that's opening up in K K Clark Copper Countertops. <laughs> and, the, and, and Gilded in Zark Countertops, Gilded Space. Yes. Yeah, you'll see. It's going to be a nice sign, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all of, through all of this, you see, like, the crowd is very confused over what exactly <laughs> it is they're supposed to do with all that information. Like, they don't know who or where, but they kind of get the gist. Like, well, this was entertaining. Uh, a, a woman who just happened to be walking uh, through the street uh, turns to you, Bunny, and she says, I liked your act. That was very entertaining. Thank you so much, man. We and I think that man is still alive. <laughs> we come from a land far away to bring entertainment that doesn't have to lead to the morgue right to your doorsteps. And as you can see... There's not a better show in town. I don't know. The booty bomb is pretty devastating. 
Wendell, you didn't like butt murder the guy, did you? <laughs> Well, luckily, uh, in addition to being a referee, I am also a medical responder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop down next to the guy and shove a good mushroom into his mouth. Okay, thank goodness, because he had one failed death save already. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he put the good mushroom in his mouth, and he, he chews it with what two, two teeth he has left. And he goes... Ah, just tried to win a fight, didn't win, but it's good and it's okay. I got mushrooms. Yeah, you can have the rest of them. I give them the last three mushrooms that I have. He eats them. The crowd has dispersed a little bit, and this man is sitting up now. Jed. Jed, hey, great match. Um, you have a room. Go over to the gilded location where a Zark <laughs> countertop is. Tell him you are a member of our gym. He will get you fed. He will get you bathed. And you need to sober up. I need a heck of a performance out of you coming soon, pal. Great first show. I am very proud to have destroyed the dragon turtle. And the victory is one for me. A dragon turtle? But a lion called Tan. Did he say, give this man a job? No. Did he come to pay me my respects? No. So, yes, I will go to the Cyber Tops, and I will go down into the basement with you. He's got the right spirit to be a wrestler, for sure. Oh, he definitely does. Percocets. I think that's his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should try to get a lad called Ted to show up in one of the wrestling matches. That'd be fun. I will fight a lad called Ted to the death because I killed the Dragon Turtle. And did anyone, did anyone thank me, the Dread Pirate Jed? No. He ostracized me. Wow, what a tragic backstory. Man, I hate ostriches too. I will fight him in the streets. You, you just did that and you almost died. Yeah, you need to sober up and come over to the wrestling area and we're going to get you all fixed up. I killed the dragon turtle. I lost my ship in the process. Oh. And some folks been saying that the dragon turtle carcass done washed up on shore to the south of town. There's loot to be found inside of that dragon turtle. Oh. This is a whole day's away to the south. I need to have my rest. Yep, you go get your rest, pal. To Zonk Combo Top. <laughs> to, to, yep, Clark Gable, that is his name. Cheers. And that is where we will end this episode of the Valley of Green Gold. Episode 21 of the Valley of Green Gold. Thanks to Turtle and Crow for the potentially decent random stuff in this episode. They created the cool, mysterious amulet the party's trying to learn about, too, and uh, posted some work-in-progress pics on our Rated RPG Discord, which you can join as a Patreon supporter of Rated RPG at any tier. If you'd like to learn more about that, go to RatedRPGPodcast.com and click Support Rated RPG. Speaking of our awesome Patreon supporters, thank you to Nopi, Manflesh, and Plastojo. And cheers to our very own gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members, Anna, Scott McGrath, and Mongoose. You know, as sometimes happens when people see something that they think is really cool, they try it out themselves. And if you've not been trained, 
it can be hazardous to do things like professional wrestling moves. So when Great White Spark and Jason P. New decided to have a little wrestling match in their backyard in Merchant Harbor, uh, they, they didn't take into account that they, uh, they're not good at it. So a suplex and a pile driver later, and uh, both Great White Spark and Jason P. New have found themselves back in the bucket of friends. Should have put a disclaimer on that. Uh, on behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.